Hope everyone's doing good. I'm Mimi, and I just finished recording a super fun episode with Day, aka my Colombian Daydream. She is a beautiful model with insane makeup skills. Like, if you don't follow her already, definitely check her out. Literally stunning. Um, her photography skills are next level, um, and she's just the kindest person. I look up to her so much, so I had so much fun talking to her. As always, we talked about a lot of things. Um, a big highlight for this episode was spirituality, so for all the spiritual vegans, you'll definitely love this episode. Um, for those who are kind of interested, this is definitely a good place to start. Um, they know so much about it. And yeah, we talked about a lot of other things, so I hope everyone enjoys it. Here it is. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. You look so nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how was work? It was okay. Tiring. Yeah. What do you do besides uh, modeling? Um, I work at JCPenney, so I do okay. retail right now, yes. Yeah, um, I'm just getting the taste of kind of that life. I literally just started working at a grocery store. I'm already like, <laughs> I'm already like kind of looking for other jobs. I'm like, yeah, and it's been like a week. But to be fair, I found a job because I'm applying for grad school to be a pharmacist. And like CVS will pay for like part of your tuition. So I'm okay. like, I got to give me a job. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry. like they're going to pay for part of my tuition. So I'm trying to apply there. And I feel bad. Literally, I worked there a week. But I'm like. They put me in the produce department, which, like, I like because it's, like, vegetables and fruit. But it's, like, five people in that department, and they're all, like, older, and it's just, like, silent. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird. That sucks. Yeah. Well, um, you got to do what's best for you. That's true. I just feel yeah. bad. But, and it'll be well, fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's so good to talk to you, like, finally. <laughs> I know. It's so nice to see, like, actually, yeah. like, face-to-face, well, kind of. Um, can, yeah. you, can you hear my fan in the background? Because it's, like, really loud. No, I can't. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and where people can find you? Yeah, sure. What do I say? Just kind of, like, my name and my handle and everything? Yeah. Anything yeah. you want to say, anything. <laughs> okay. Well, my name's Diana O'Rourke. I go by day. Uh, just because it's a little easier. My Instagram and pretty much like most of my social media name is my Colombian daydream. And I've been vegan for two and a half years. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I love your username. Um, where did the idea come from? Like what made you come up with it? So I actually had um, another Instagram that I was using, but I felt like rebranding myself and I had a transition period in my life. So I thought that getting a new Instagram um, was the right decision. So the reason why I chose my Colombian daydream is because I've always liked the word daydream because of my name, with it being day and everything. And I'm a dreamer. I love dreaming and all that. Very super into spirituality. So I just love the word daydream. But And I'm Colombian. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of thought like my Colombian daydream would be really cute. And also like when I first created that one, um, I didn't think that I would like rise to fame or anything like that. But I thought it'd be kind of cute that like if I ever did, if someone ever came up to me and was like, hey, you're my Colombian daydream. I'd be like, I'm everyone's Colombian daydream. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, it is such a good username too. Like Thank when I tag you, you things, I'm like, this is like the most pretty username <laughs> like I've ever seen. 
I'm glad um, you like it. Yeah. What got you into modeling? Mm, I've always really liked it, especially when I was like a little girl. I always felt like that's what I wanted to do. And as I got older, I realized that I like cinema. I like being in front of the camera, behind the camera, acting, just anything that has to do with like cinema. Um, I actually wanted to be a cinematographer. Um, if I could, I'd still pursue that over modeling and over everything else, I think, just because I love all of it, not just necessarily having photos taken of myself. But um, as far as I can remember, modeling just always looked like fun. Yeah, to be honest, you know, and I have all and I love clothes. So I would see like catalog models and be like, oh, that looks like a fun job because you get to try on all these clothes and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Do you do your own makeup? Because that is like, it's so different than like anything I see. Like it looks so good. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do. Um, But I had to learn how to do my makeup. I've been modeling for a year now, actually coming up on a year. And um, I wasn't the best at doing my makeup. It was just like very basic. But I just mm -hmm. watched a lot of YouTube videos and I figured like, I'm not always going to be able to pay a makeup artist to do my makeup, you know, and like, yeah. what if I'm in a situation where I have to do it myself, like mm -hmm. I'm going to have to learn. So yeah. it's just a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of them. Dang, well, it looks amazing. You could also be a makeup artist. I was thinking of doing that. Yeah, actually, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I just haven't tried on enough people yet. Mm -hmm. do, do you have any favorite shoots you've done or like favorite people you like working with? Um, yeah, so when I first got into modeling a year ago, I did this like skeleton shoot with my husband and that was really fun because it was our first photo shoot we did together and it was getting our makeup done by a professional makeup artist and the quality of her makeup was just insane, like insane. Yeah. It was so good. It was so pretty, the experience and um, how the photos came out and everything. So I think to this day, that's still like my favorite favorite. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as like favorite photographers, I wouldn't say I really have a favorite photographer. Um, I've been really fortunate that like all the photographers I've ever worked with have been really nice and respectful. So I just appreciate all of them for that. Cause yeah. like, I wouldn't want to work with a photographer that's just has weird vibes, you know? Yeah, that's one thing I've read a lot about is that you have to be careful when you're starting out because there's a lot of like sleazy people who like take yes. advantage of that. So yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's so true. But yeah. Um, how long when did you meet your husband? How long have you been together? Um, we met in 2017 at the end of the year, like in October. We've been together for almost four years now. And we met on Tinder, actually. Oh, really? Ooh, a <laughs> <Yeah>. success story. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, Aww. yeah, it's really funny because we had our first date at this bar here in town called The Chapel. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's pretty funny because we ended up getting married. So that yeah. kind of worked out. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. A lot of people that I talk to on here, they all like met through apps or online. Yeah, it's super common now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about you, though? Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. 
Oh, oh, you want to know my boo story? Yes. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. It's kind okay. of a semi-long story. But um, fresh out of high school, we didn't start, because he's older than me, we didn't start dating fresh out of high school. Like, no, that didn't happen. But <laughs> fresh out of high school, I started working at, like, this local restaurant called Double Day Cafe. And um, he was a cook there. I was a buster slash hostess. I, had a, I thought he was attractive from day one. But yeah. my friend who trained me, um, I thought they had a thing going on. So it was like, my girl code was so good. I was like, boom, like attractiveness was gone. Like I was like, oh, that's her yeah, yeah, But yeah. she, the thing is she had a boyfriend at a time, but I knew she was flirting with him. So even okay. though with that, I was like, still girl code, like I'm not going to. No, sure. And, yeah. And I was 18. I didn't think there was any of a chance because he was like 20 something. And so I'm like, there's no chance here, whatever. But then next year, she's not there and he's still there and he starts talking to me and I'm assuming they're not together. I kind of lost contact with her and I was just like so obsessed with him. And I am a person like I really don't have crushes. Like I don't. Like, I think people are attractive, but I'm not like, oh, my God, like, I want that person right now. Usually until yeah. I, like, I know their personality. Like, still, like, to this day, besides when I was high school with a student teacher is, like, the only other crush I had. <laughs> he, like, the real uh, first, like, real crush I've had where I was, like, and I worked with my sister. And I was, like, Danny, like, like I literally get butterflies in my stomach. Like, and he talks Aww. to me. And he was a cook down there. And so we, me and my sister had a code name for him because I didn't want everyone at work. It's a small restaurant. I didn't want everyone at work to know I was crushing on him. So anytime he was down there, I was like, Danny was like, oh, ice is here because he worked like chop stuff like near the ice machine. So I go down to get ice. And then anytime he talked to me, my sister knew because I would come up and like I'd be beaming. And it would just Aww. be something so dumb like, oh, how goes it or something. Aww. And anyway, the funny thing about it is he did end up asking me out one day except um right after he left he asked if I want to go hiking sometime and I was like sure after he left the bartender came up to me it's like I want to worry about what Aiden said like he's a lightweight he gets drunk fast like he'll probably forget about it and then oh. he never mentioned it and then he started to like avoid me like the plague and I was like okay I didn't know why oh. he like never talked to me again and then later on um Long story short, I end up hanging out with a friend who also works there. We're drunk, and she's trying to set me up with people. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you know who I actually found really hot at work? I was like, Aiden. And um, so she was like, okay, let me try and set this up. So she tries to tell him. She gives him my number, and at first he doesn't ask who it is, and he doesn't trust her because she's dating, like, a 50-year-old man, and she's 20, so he, it's oh, weird. It's okay. yeah. This is, like, everywhere. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no. Anyway, eventually, weeks go by. I'm thinking he's not interested. Weeks go by. I finally get a text from him because she finally tells him who I am. We start talking, and then when we finally hang out, he tells me, because I told him, I'm like, do you remember, like, you asked me to go hiking, and then you forgot, and I was like, Clyde yeah. actually told me, the bartender, that you would forget, and he's like, Clyde came up to me and told me I was a monster and that you weren't 18, and I was like, I was 19 at the time, and he's like, that's why I avoided you, because he's like, he's like, I'm not a creep, oh, like, I'm man. not going to be talked to, like, so it's so funny, because it's like, so many things that could have made us not come together yeah. But yeah now we've been dating for like two years but it has been it was a ride to get there oh sure <laughs> that's awesome though I like when people have stories like that 
you know, because all I can really say is like, oh, yeah, we met on Tinder. Haha, it worked out. But I love when couples have stories like that. I feel like it's just more like fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but that's no. awesome. I'm glad that you guys finally like made it happen. Yeah, and it's cool because like for the longest time, because when we started dating, I was 19, he was 26. And obviously at the time, I didn't think it would ever happen. I thought it was just like a silly little crush on like a cook there. Like yeah. I didn't think anything of it. So I would joke with Danny or something when he started avoiding me. I'd always be like, oh, like when I'm 30 something and he's in his 40s, then I'll show back up and he'll <laughs> want me. Like, and then what if I made a joke because his mom came in and I made a joke. I was like, oh, there's my future mother-in-law. And now his mom and I are close. Uh (laughs) Oh, man. Like, you didn't even know you predicted that. (laughs) No, I was literally just kidding. I was like, here's my (laughs) mother-in-law. It's so wild. And now, like, she gives me gifts a lot. I'm like, it's so weird. Yeah, I was thinking about making a post for him soon. I don't post him that often because he doesn't like taking pictures, but I should. Okay. I feel like yeah. anytime like I start getting more creeps following me, I'm like, let me do a boo post so they all unfollow and go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like good. So true. Good like scroll block. <laughs> You'll get a lot of just creepy people on there messaging you and all that? A lot of time my request. Yeah. yeah. And I like literally there's some of them are so funny. Like, yeah. Right. Like, oh my God, one of them. I'm actually gonna read this one. Actually, okay. Give me okay. a second. I'll I'll find it because this is actually hilarious. I read it to my boyfriend. We were dying laughing. Oh, it was I show most... my husband too. <laughs> they're they're literally usually hilarious. They're so funny. Oh God. Oh, and then it's like the basic gross ones. Like, oh, I want to come on your ass. And it's like, yeah. okay. Like, why? Do you, how do you think that's gonna work? Like. Uh, where is it? it is so funny it was like so poetic and oh I might have went away he might have been like oops let me delete this oh damn it I don't I remember hope not. I want to see it uh, it was it was something and I was I told my brother I was like oh that's so poetic though he was like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh he might have deleted after I didn't respond for so long he tried it was something like very probably like please do not deny me having sex with you like, <laughs> oh, like you are art blah 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 and there was one he's like i i have a big i have a hard dick you will like let me let me fuck you with my hard what? hard dick <laughs> you think that was a like a real person i don't know but then at the end of it, he sent me a picture. And, you know, it's like you can click to see. I'm like, I'm not clicking that. Yeah, no, good call. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I don't want to see. Mm-mm. But my boyfriend, that was the funniest thing. Because it was, like, emphasizing. I was like, I want to fuck you with my hard dick. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> you, he's like, oh, he's like, what is he going to do? Fuck you with a soft dick? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, why did he need to say that? <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> But no, that's one of the things I love about my boo is he's not, like, intimidated at all. Like, he thinks it's funny. One time I asked, I was like, because I, I think they're funny. And I'm like, do you, like, get your feelings hurt when I, like, read you these? He's like, no. He's like, they're fucking hilarious. He's like, he's like I'm not intimidated by, like, these people from who knows where around the world. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fair. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome that he can be, like, really easygoing with it. You know, doesn't get upset or anything like that. 
Because that would suck too, having like your significant other react like that. It's more of like, if you can laugh at it, then they should be able to as well. Yeah, exactly. I had like a short fling for a while with someone who like was very controlling and even certain things like he didn't want me even wearing like leggings, like shit like that. Like it was like that. So, and I didn't realize at the time how much of a red flag that was. And I'm like, right. like bad. Like, I hate yeah. controlling people like that. So true. I actually, my high school boyfriend, we dated for three and a half years. And we actually moved in together after graduating. And we lived together for maybe like two and a half years or so. And he was super controlling. Um, like, mm-hmm. just like you said, in the moment, I wasn't too aware of it. I was 18, 19, like I was still figuring myself out. But yeah, he wouldn't like, if he didn't like a certain genre of music, I wasn't allowed to like it. Oh my God. Yeah. It was just like, I don't know. He made me feel really bad about it in like a really emotional, manipulative kind of way that when we finally broke up, I realized like, oh my God, I'm allowed to like certain things. I'm allowed to like what I like. And like, no one can ever come into my life ever again and tell me that I can't, you know? Yeah. So I'm right there with you. It's so wild how like, a lot of times you don't realize it in the moment, especially when you're young. I was 18 too. And I didn't realize at the time, like the term for it, but, like, I was – I didn't also realize I was in a bad mental place at the time, which I think, like, you have to be to let someone, like, manipulate you like that. But yeah. it was constantly – and I, like, said it. I remember telling him this at the time because I realized it but not knowing it was an issue. But I said something. I was, like um, – it's like you beat me down so much, but you're the only one person who can make me happy again. Because, you know, like the term is like yeah. love bombing, where he mm-hmm. like will say, he's like, no one else will put up with you. Like, you're lucky you oh. have me. No one else will want to be with you. And then it's like I get upset and then it's like love bombing. It's like, oh, like, I love you. Da-da-da-da-da. And it's like then you feel built up again. And then you're stuck in the cycle because yeah. it's like this person's making you feel so insecure. And then you rely on them to boost you up. And it's like. Oh, it's toxic. And it's so oh, wild. yeah. I didn't realize how messed up it was till like a year after, like it was gone and I like had time to process it. And I think like I was in a self-defense class for college and they were talking about like signs of like an abusive relationship. And I was like all of them. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Glad yeah. I got the fuck out. And then I ended so up like true. the most chillest person in the world. So it worked out. <laughs> um, Yeah. I guess the good thing is that, like, we can get ourselves out of those situations and learn from them, not let them happen again. Yeah, exactly. Um, is your husband vegan or no? No, he's not. Yeah. Yeah, um, not yet. Hopefully in the future, <laughs> but not yet. It's nope. tough. It's, it is. it's tough sometimes, especially because you don't want to be too harsh on, like, a loved one. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah, no. And when I first went vegan, I was I definitely like was that first let that new vegan that like you you don't understand why people have all this information and they can't just make the same change as you. So mm-hmm. you're like in this anger of confusion because like you know they know better, but they're not doing anything about it and like you want to help them but they don't want to help themselves. And I feel like that kind of invokes some really like nasty feelings or it did in myself. But as time went on, I realized that, you know, people are going to take the information how they will and at their own pace. Yeah. And you also can't come at them with, like, 
your lifestyle choices are bad, blah, 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 because that's not going to make them feel any better either. So it's hard, but I feel like we've both gotten to a really good place to where like he understands and respects my veganism and vice versa with him not fully making that transition yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I recently had that switch to like, I think it was kind of like the beginning of COVID where I like really, I randomly, cause I went vegan when I was 16 Mm-hmm. And then, it, like, I've stayed vegan, but I haven't really kept with, like, watching the documentaries or seeing the footage, whatever, because I'm like, eh, I'm vegan, I don't want to see that, like, it's sad. Yeah. And then I randomly started watching again, because I got into this group chat, which, like, real, was actually really toxic. Like, there was one person in there who was saying that they want to be a doctor, but they think it's non-vegan to save non-vegans' lives. And I'm like, I'm like, that's uh, a little too extreme. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's a little two steps too far. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I started watching the footage again, and I just got angry all over again. I was just so angry 24-7 about anyone who wasn't ready to do it like that. Which, mm-hmm. weirdly, though, during that phase, um, I did end up getting him to go vegan. But I swear, like, we pretty much almost broke up during that phase. Because I was, oh. a, I was a bitch. Like, I was, I was mean. And I, later on, I did say, because he did say something was like, you did show me, like, how cruel that is. And I'm like... Honestly, looking back, I wouldn't have done it the way I did. He's like, yeah, it was a little rough at times. But he said he's like, that's actually what I needed personally to do it. And he's like, I honestly don't agree with the way you did it either. Like, you were a little harsh. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I was just really angry. And I think he understands where it's coming from. Sure, it is, like, yeah. Really angering. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would the person I am now, I don't think I would have done it that way. There's there's better ways than, like, having your partner, like, resent you and being mean to oh, them. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And, like, this is a very touchy subject. It's very deep emotionally. And I feel like maybe sometimes, you know, emotions are hard for people, too. So you can't really come at them and add more negative emotion by criticizing them and nagging them. Sometimes just being understanding and patient is, like, the best way to go about it. But also knowing where you stand, you know. Yeah. And letting everyone around you know that, like, I'm not here to pressure you into my beliefs, but these are my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And they're not changing. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. It was so hard, too, because, like, we've never really had, like, a fight fight before. It's always just, like, one of us be upset and be like, I'm upset because of this, and we'll try and work it out. And we don't really get defensive when the other person says I'm upset. It's like, okay, your feelings are valid. Like, let's just try and fix this. So it's like when we reached, like, a roadblock because he didn't want to, and I was like, no, you better better (laughs) do this. It was an uncomfortable place for us because we never had that. Like, we never had something that was, like, just wasn't resolved. It was like, this is weird, especially because we just didn't fight. I don't know strange so is he vegan now or no yeah he's been vegan for a while I think he's only been like fully fully vegan for a couple months now because he did like take his time transitioning but for the most part I believe now I don't live with him so I don't know if it's like kind (laughs) of flexitarian a little bit but Mm-hmm. He does try a lot. And one time he was saying when he was with his friends, he was drunk and going on a vegan rant about how bad dairy is. And I was like, I'm so proud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so true. Dairy's the worst. I hate dairy. 
like mm-hmm. out of all the animal products, I despise dairy with yes. all my being. Like, I don't know. I feel like I can be kind of soft with other things, but with dairy, hard no, hard no. And so that makes me proud too that he was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass it on. Be like, my friend's proud of you for going yes. on that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, even like an animal rights aspect aside, I think dairy is the one that grosses me out the most even like besides meat which is literally kind of like decaying flesh yeah it's like dairy is literally like you know like to to hear about how much puss is in it and just it's like I would never want another species breast milk as an adult yeah like I don't know it's just there's so many things that I'm like that's nasty especially the way they mistreat the cows it's like if you see like the bloody like teeth Mm -hmm. that that's coming out of like yeah uh, no absolutely and for me too it's like artificially impregnating some of those cows like that's rape yeah (laughs) you know like that is that is that and um I'm huge I'm very against that so I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I I dislike the dairy industry too because it's like there's no consent you know to get that product and for me that's just morally wrong yeah but I agree with you too with like the pus and you don't know what's going into it it's very disgusting yeah Yeah. um what did you see or like what was the first video or the first thing that made you become vegan (laughs) so I was working at a warehouse and there was this guy and he was leaving he had just put in his two weeks And I had never talked to him before. I had been working there like a year and a half and I had never talked to him. Well, for some reason, we started talking that day. And we started talking about spirituality. And then he was telling me how he's a spiritual person and me too. And um, it kind of led into that conversation of veganism. And he told me that he had been vegan for a year and that he was quitting to go open an all-vegan restaurant here in town. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. But I've always been super open minded. Um, Mm -hmm. And before talking to him, like I was very against veganism. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely that person that was just like too rude uh, Mm -hmm. and didn't want to understand. But I feel like I thought back on that and realized why am I hating something without knowing about it? Yeah, so that's. So that's why when I talked to him about it, it really piqued my interest, what he was saying and everything and how it had to do with spirituality and all that. So he told me to go home and watch some documentaries. So I said, okay, because I love knowledge. I love learning. Um, I don't care the subject really, even if it's like super like uh, gruesome and everything, I'll still research it just because I love learning. So I went home and he told me to watch Earthlings. Oh no, God. Yeah, I watched that one. That was the first like veganism movie or documentary I've ever seen. And oh my gosh, it totally did the trick. I had never seen that documentary before. I heard about it coming out when it first came out. And something inside me said, don't watch it. (laughs) Don't watch it yet. But I feel like I always knew that at some point in my life I would. Yeah. And I, I did. And it just it opened up my eyes to things that I had never realized before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I saw that one, I watched, I think I saw Cowspiracy. Um, I saw a few other ones. And then the ball just started rolling. 
and I just started doing more information and everything. And this was November 2018. So I decided after watching those documentaries, I decided to not have meat and kind of try a vegan diet for three weeks up until Thanksgiving. So that's what I did. And then I was doing fine. Thanksgiving came and I did eat the animal products, but I could tell within myself that I was like, you know, like, do I really want to be doing this? That's when I started questioning things. So then my birthday came around December 2nd. My mom cooked us dinner. I had animal products there. And then I maintained that non that vegan diet up until Christmas. And then my mom's birthday is December 27th. So that, that for me was by that point, I had made up my mind that veganism is what I want to do. I want to at least try it. So mm-hmm. I figured January 1st of 2019 would be perfect. So December 27th um, was the last time that like I willingly had meat yeah. and everything. And then come January 1st, I went full vegan. And now here I am. How was your um, family's reaction to it? Were they like on board or were they like, are you sure you want to do <laughs> Are you sure you oh, want to do God. that? No, they were not on board. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, because... Being Hispanic, um, we eat a lot of meat, you know, that's a huge part of all Hispanic cultures. And so, like, to them, it's like, oh, my God, it's like God's gift to the world, you know. They, like, they're so, they, like, put it on such a high level. And sure, when I was non-vegan, I did too, you know, Mm -hmm. like, of course. So they weren't too happy about it. I don't think most people in my life were. I think only a select few were like understanding or just didn't care and still accepted it. But as far as friends and family, as a, as like the majority, I don't think they were too happy at all yeah. <laughs> from what I can remember. Um, but with all that aside, though, I am fortunate enough to have people in my life and loved ones that as time has gone on and they've seen that I've stuck with it, they've started to change, you know. And with how they treat me, they respect it more, they accommodate me more. So even though at the beginning they were opposing it, um, they've come around. So I'm really lucky to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my heart hurts so much when I have like really young people, like 16, 15, sometimes even like 14, like message me and be like, I want to go vegan, but like my parents like sit me down and force me to eat meat or force me to eat the same thing and I went vegan I was 16 and I never had that like my parents more like my dad kept thinking it was a phase and they were like be like oh well like this is what we're supposed to eat blah blah blah." but they would let me like my mom would buy me vegan other things like Mm -hmm. yeah they'd make fun of it but it was like they gave me that choice and like I didn't have a job when I was 16 so it was like they bought me like made sure I had things to eat and so it just yeah. hurts my heart that there's kids out there who, like, seen the documentaries and are, like, forced to eat yeah. that stuff. I'm like, ugh, that's so They're not allowed horrible. to, like, think for themselves, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really I don't cool. even know what to say to them. I'm like, I'm like, it's not your fault. Like, tr- mm-hmm. try not to feel guilty. Like, it's literally not your fault. And, like, I... I didn't have that experience. I don't know re- any real tips to tell you. Like, I'm sure you're family at least has vegetables and fruit and grains around like maybe try and ask them if they could just use what they already have like yeah. I don't know it's hard rough. yeah especially being that young and not being in a supportive household makes you wonder too like what 
what else aren't the parents supporting them in? You yeah. know, like how controlling are their parents all around? Yeah. And it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Like you're you're very fortunate that even though your parents like like you said still made fun of you for it, that they mm-hmm. still like accommodated you and everything. But yeah. God, I can't. I don't know because I hear stories like that too of people that, like kids that want to go vegan and vegetarian and they can't. Mm-hmm. their family just won't let them like how how sad you know I know it's so sad it's hard I'm trying to like think from like the parents perspective but I literally just can't I'm like if they're like crying at the table don't make them eat it yeah like, <laughs> yeah I feel like if a parent can back down and be like okay you really don't want this I'm not gonna let you make you have it then like good for the parent but mm-hmm. if the parent is still insisting and like forces it onto them. I feel like you know the parent has issues mm-hmm. that they need to deal with. At that point, it's not the kid. At that point, it's like their own yeah. issues that they need to figure it out. It's I sad. also just got. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, <laughs> you're good. Um, I just got a message the other day that also broke my heart. Was this um, person came to me and they said, I have an eating disorder. I'm being sent to an eating disorder facility and they're not going to let me be vegan there. And it's like, I've been vegan for so long. Like, it's hard. It was like, I didn't go vegan to restrict my diet. Like, I went vegan for animal rights. It's other things that, like, my eating disorder doesn't come from veganism. And that pissed me off to a point because I know so many people who've recovered like with their eating disorder from veganism or healed their relationship with food from veganism like I have many one sick now strong is an account that I'm friends with I know I I went vegan when I was young before I went vegan I was like I tracked everything I had a food journal I tracked all the calories I ate in a day I tracked all the fat I ate in a day as like I did this like starting from fifth grade. So I definitely had wow. something and I knew how yeah. much, how many exercises I had to do to burn everything off. And like, that's how obsessive I was with food until I became vegan. And now I don't, I couldn't tell you how many calories I eat a day. I don't even, I can't remember all the things I ate today. Like I literally yeah. don't keep track. I don't care. And that, that all started when I became vegan because it gave me, I don't know, it made me feel better about the food I was eating and I didn't feel like a need to like limit myself I guess and I I don't know I learned how to cook and I know that's not going to be everyone like veganism isn't a once like it's not a this is going to cure all eating disorders I'm just saying like I'm not Mm -hmm. the only one who has a story like that and it just it it makes me mad that eating disorder facilities are supposed to help people heal their relationship with food but how are they going to help someone live day to day knowing how to eat with like eat like freely when they're training them to eat something they're not going to eat when they move out like they're gonna leave this facility and they're going to become vegan again and they're not going to have the skills that they need it's like yeah it's just so angering and even my mom who wasn't on board with me being vegan at first she was like yeah you started to eat a lot more and eat a lot more things when you became vegan I'm like yeah because I don't know I didn't care about how many calories are in it I was just like oh this is vegan no animals were harmed I'll eat ice cream I'll eat whatever I want (laughs) like I don't know it was weird it was weird how that worked and someone else told me that too and I'm like I don't know I don't know what that was but yeah that story just peeped me off I just hate the stigma on veganism so bad that it's literally like harming people yeah and you know like but I also think we need to 
let people know that we're aware that when you go vegan, you do have to be a little bit more careful with certain nutrients and what your body is getting and everything, but it's very doable to like keep that up. Um, so I do think that like with that, we should, you know, also talk about that side of veganism because it Mm -hmm. all has to do with our health, but I hate the narrative that veganism is given of like how it causes all these like bad health issues and how like, oh my gosh, after two years, you're going to become deficient and this, this, and this, you can't go vegan. Like when I first went vegan, I read a lot of articles online and I swear to you, they do this on purpose. Like the top articles are the ones telling you of like people that went back to eating animal products because veganism didn't work for them. I swear to you, they put those at the very top on purpose to scare you away. And I think that's also the problem because unfortunately, not everyone is going to go out there and do all the research they need to. And that sucks because like if they don't do the research, they come across that roadblock and then they turn around. And it's sad because it's not making it easier on these people either. Mm -hmm. And I find it like just so frustrating, that narrative, because I feel like, yes, you need to be cautious, but it's really not that hard to thrive on a vegan diet for like even on a lower budget this isn't for all areas like obviously like nothing speaks for everything like everyone but um even on a low budget you can still like thrive eating just plants like it's more rare it's more rare than you think that people are like having protein deficiencies or like a deficiency from a vegan diet usually it's like People get deficiencies on, like, any diet, and people just want to pinpoint veganism. It's just so annoying, like, the scary horror stories they say of people who went vegan. I'm like, you know the everyday, like, heart disease and shit? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. like, a daily. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, High that's cholesterol. not from plants. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's exactly. just so annoying. Like, it y'all is. literally have, like, a heart disease, like, fashion show or something every year to raise money for that I'm like that's how common that is I don't see any fashion fashion shows for protein deficiency awareness (laughs) yeah for real wait so I I gotta ask you then because for example me I do have to take vegan omegas and like vegan b12 because um in the time like in the two and a half years that I've been vegan the times that I've gone without taking those supplements I have I have felt like myself starting to just get more tired and everything. Um, but I do think that it's like a per body individual kind of thing. And I just happen to be that way. So I do ha- I personally do have to take those. Do you take any supplements like that as well? Or do you like eat certain foods to get those nutrients? I take B12. I think that's the only one that we really literally like it can have serious consequences if you don't take. And that is for, like, energy levels and, like, metabolism stuff. But the thing is that people don't understand because they're like, oh, every vegan has to take a supplement. When you can get it from nutritional yeast, but I don't really like nutritional yeast, so. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, like, fortified in it. But when you get it, the reason why, like, people who eat meat and stuff get it, like, get enough B12 is because they put B12 supplements that we eat in the animal's food. Yeah. And so they exactly. just get it through, like, them digesting it. So yeah. I also take, um, I take zinc, which you can get from, like, pumpkin seeds and stuff. But I don't, like I told you before, like, I don't like to have to force myself to eat certain things every day. Like, I'm yeah. very, like, 
if it's not intuitive eating, I'm just not about that. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like having a set schedule. I need to eat this today. Like I stay away from that. Like the plague, Me like too. I'm happy eating whatever I want. And I know because I have that past of being obsessive about what I was eating. I'm like, I, I know that's something I can't do like healthily. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, like I'll eat whatever I'm craving and then that's it. But, um, yeah. So I do take a zinc vitamin just because randomly when I started breaking out and I read zinc can help and it did. And I try and get off it. And sometimes I'm like, because it is more zinc than you're supposed to take a day. And I'm like, I hope this doesn't like hurt me in the long run. I've been taking it for like two two years now. But um, (laughs) if I notice when I stop taking it, I start breaking out again. So it's literally because I've done I did a bunch of things because it was randomly. I was like, why is my face breaking out? And yeah. then I did, I looked up a bunch of things. I have dandelion tea, which does help. and It's really good for you. But the second, if I take anything out else out and I just have zinc, it's fine. If I take zinc out, literally I start breaking out again. I don't know why. Like, I guess I'm not eating enough zinc, but I love pumpkin seeds, but they are expensive. Yeah. So don't buy them that often, but. I no, <laughs> I'm, right, I'm right there with you. We're like, I'm not restrictive with what I eat at all. Like mm-hmm. I have a really good balance of like home cooked, really like veggie filled foods, but then I'll go and I'll get like a whole bunch of vegan junk food. And mm-hmm. I think that that's just like a good way to live your life, you know, is yeah. to have a good balance. Yeah. But um, I'm right there with you too, as well. Like I don't like having to eat certain foods to get certain nutrients. And I think that's why for me, just doing the vitamins is easier. But then again, I'm like huge on vitamins. So I think that that's just a me thing. Like I take like seven vitamins a day (laughs) and I I don't think I necessarily need them. I just, I don't know. (laughs) I know some people hate on vitamins, but I do sometimes like I have things for other like occasions, like just in case type thing. Like I even have like stress vitamins. Sometimes I have a lot of anxiety or like random, like not panic attacks, but I'm like, oh my God, my heart is racing like for no reason. And those help. I don't know what's in them actually. Stuff that helps with stress. <laughs> but, um, they work. Be careful. Don't be like consuming something that's not good for you. No, it's, it's like all natural stuff. It's just like these oh, herbs good. that, yeah. I don't know, are good for stress. But no, people like hate on vitamins, but it is like a cheap way to get nutrients because it's it condensed. Yeah. And yes, like, so I'm not, I'm not against vitamins. Um, I love like hardcore health vegans, like raw vegans. I think what they do is cool. I like when people are passionate about things. Like, I think it's like interesting. Like, I like their recipes. It's cool. But I yeah. hate when I get messages from them and they like comment and like, this is so bad for you. Like, I'll post like vegan chicken nuggets or gardein and like, I know this is <laughs> vegan, but this is really bad for you. And it just, it's like one of my pet peeves. Yeah. I hate being told, which is so ironic because I try and get people to go vegan, but when yeah. it doesn't have a moral issue behind it and it's health-wise, I hate when people tell yeah. me not eat something. It's one of exactly. my biggest, I literally get so mad. Like I, I've gotten hate, not hate message where like I'll post coffee and they're like, oh no, coffee dries out your skin. Like stay away from me. You're so pretty. You don't want to drink coffee. And I'm like, fuck you. I will drink coffee. Yeah, I will right? drink coffee. Like leave me alone. It's just, I don't know. Gosh. That annoys me because that's one aspect of the vegan community I don't like. It's like, I get it. Like, our movement is kind of telling people what not to eat, but that's not, it shouldn't, it's not coming from a health aspect. It's coming from like a moral, like, there's victims involved. Like, if I want to dry out my skin with coffee, I'm giving consent to the coffee to dry out my skin. (laughs) Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. 
No, I'm right there with you. I'm that way with soda. Like I can't give up soda. Can't do it. Like animal products, every single animal product in the world, soda. No, if it has animal products in it or it's made using animal products, then like, yeah, sure. I can give that up, but like, I'll still find soda. So I'm right there with you. And like, no one can come into my life and tell me like, don't drink. People try. People are like, oh, soda's the worst thing for you. Like, it's just sugar water. Like, do you know what it's doing to you? And I'm just like, oh, you know, that meat is like the worst thing for you. It's a class one carcinogen right next to tobacco products. So it's like, you know, like I, with people coming at you with that kind of stuff, it's just like, you can't make anyone ha- or everyone happy. Yes, it's just so annoying because it's like, like, why do you care about how dry or not my skin? It's like, why <laughs> do people care? That's yes. just one of my things. It's like, I wish people, like, I love, like, just let people live, let people yep. enjoy things. Like, that's something exactly. my boyfriend says all the time. He's like, I don't understand it, but he's like, let people enjoy things. And that's one of the things I love about him. He's so mm-hmm. open-minded to an extent about things. When's his and- birthday, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it's December 6th. Oh, he's <laughs> a Sagittarius. Yep. Oh my God. And we make fun of this all the time because I have a Pisces and apparently Pisces Sagittarius aren't supposed to be like compatible and like relationship wise. Do you know your other sign? I don't actually, I don't know how, what does that mean? Because I've seen that where people are like, I'm something in a Gemini rising. I'm like, all I know is I'm a Pisces. I don't know. I don't know what else I am. So um, I've been, I'm a self-taught astrologer. I've been studying it for 10 years. And so when you get into a birth chart, your sun sign is pretty much where the sun was located in the solar system. So you have the constellation of Pisces made up by the stars. The sun was in that constellation when you were born based on your location. So you also have that for all the other planets for the moon and some asteroids in the sky so like let's say you're on earth and you're looking up and you kind of see the solar system as a circle from your perspective so then like the sun will be here and then the moon here and this and that um and each placement tells a different part of your personality so with like your moon yeah so with like your moon sign that's like your emotional state how you handle things emotionally Um, Your rising sign is kind of a mask you put on when you're first meeting someone. So even though you're Pisces, you're going to go into that rising sign first whenever you're going to do something new or meet someone new. And then like other um, signs, for example, like Venus, that has to do with like your love, your romanticism, all that. Mars has to do with aggression, anger. So it's very, um, it touches a lot on mythology as well. Mm -hmm. which is really cool um so once you know your entire chart and you know your placements it kind of gives you just like a better understanding of who you are and your personality because like let's say with pisces you might read what it says about pisces and you're not going to agree with everything it says but then if you look at your whole chart maybe like you'll understand like why you don't relate 100 percent to the pisces description because you have something else canceling that one trade out does that make sense? Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes, I've been wondering that for a while, because I've been kind of getting into it, I'm literally wearing, like, my Pisces series <laughs> right now, yes. but, um, I didn't understand, like, the other aspect to it, because I actually do relate, um, to a lot of 
the things about Pisces, mainly because I know it's a water sign, and I am very, very, very emotional. So it's yes. like, I relate to the water sign aspect of it a lot. But You give me really hard Pisces vibes, not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> You're yeah, I think that I would have totally guessed that <laughs> first meeting you, for sure. Um, what? You're not water. What? I forget. Aren't you? Are you Earth? No, I'm Sagittarius. Uh, I'm fire. But my moon sign is Cancer. So that's where I have the water. And then my rising sign is Capricorn. So that's where I have Earth. So like my top three, my sun, my moon, and my rising are fire, water, and earth. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, what got you into spirituality? Like when did that really start um, interesting you? I think it's always been a part of my life. Um, I had a really weird childhood it wasn't the best and I feel like I always had guardian angels or something there kind of protecting me because considering all the stuff that I've been through I feel like I should have ended up in a different place in life and like the more I look back on my life I realize something was there something was helping me something was protecting me um so I think that something was calling me towards that spiritual side of life and reality so Mm -hmm. I think I don't know, maybe I was just born with that protection um, because of the life I chose on this earth. Maybe it was like I was sent with someone to protect me. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I got older, it just, it fascinates me. I have, I'm super open-minded and everything. Like I love thinking about weird things. I have a huge imagination. So I always kind of see things as like, why can't this be real? You know, Mm -hmm. everyone's always like, well, you haven't proven it to me physically, so it's not real. I'm kind of like the opposite way. You haven't unproved it, so how how yeah. can you say it's not real? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always just clung on to that, whatever it was, and just grew my spirituality from there. Yeah. See, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and it's wild because it's kind of like, it's very like fear tactic like, I used to be, I was, like, well, I was an insanely well-behaved kid because I was, like, I didn't, I don't even think, I barely ever even lied, like, even, like, little white lies. So I was, like, much older because I was so scared. And if I did lie, I would feel so yeah. guilty. And I'd be, like, I lied about that. Like, yeah. I would, like, I'd break something. I just flat out tell my mom. Like, I would never try to hide it or anything because I'm, like, I really thought if I did anything wrong, I'd go to hell. Like, I was oh, terrified man. of going to hell. And I remember even middle school, I stayed up so late praying the rosary every night because I thought, like, I needed to. And that's not even not the rule. I was just like, I want I want to go to heaven so bad. Like, I don't – I was terrified of hell. Oh, interesting. And it was, it was weird. It wasn't until um, I became vegan, really, when I started to question it. And it was, like, the most weirdest thing was because I saw how horrible it was. And then sitting at church, like, talking about it was like, oh, like – eat the fish blah 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 and I'm like why would someone make fish have feelings and feel pain like mm-hmm. like wh- how, in what world does that make sense or like I'd sit in like church gatherings and everyone be eating meat and I didn't understand why that was okay when like in yeah. my heart I knew it was wrong yeah and then as I got older like listening to our priests talking about like anti-gay marriage and shit that was like my last straw where I was like I'm not I don't want to be part of this. Like, I literally, because it used to be, it was like, I kind of knew it had toxic aspects. And I, if people are Catholic, I don't want to hate on, like, 
there's definitely thing, positive things people get out of it. I'm not hating on that. Like, if you're Catholic and you're happy with it, there's no shade. No shade. It just didn't no, work out for me. No, not at all. Yeah. But, um, like, I don't know. I just realized, like, cause before I was like, okay, maybe I don't agree with all aspects of it. But um, I still kind of was like, okay, I am Catholic. It wasn't until later I was like, no, no, I really don't agree with, like, almost anything of it. Because I also remember in, like, middle school – like, they sat us down and told us, I was like, remember, you can't have a guy touch you before marriage because then your husband won't love you or something. And they told us that in middle school. What? And I was like, I'm sorry if the dude you're with can't handle the, like, pressure that you've been with someone before. They're not it. They're yeah, probably horrible yeah. in bed, too, if that intimidates them. Like, <laughs> oh, she doesn't. <laughs> she knows what's supposed to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy yeah, no. to me. Like. Oh my God, that's crazy. I'm really happy that you had that mindset though, to be like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You know, like you were able to think for yourself. And I feel yeah. like a lot of people, unfortunately, don't as they grow up and they're trained not to think for themselves mm-hmm. when you think about it. Yeah, it's literally considered, because I remember asking questions to my mom or other people and it used to be like, oh, like, it's a sin to question too much. Like, you're not, it's literally considered bad to question, like, what you're being told. So it's like, my boyfriend's actually religious. He's not Catholic, but he's very, very open-minded. And that surprised me at first when, because, like, I had kind of a bad taste of religion, which I, like, at that time was kind of a toxic bad taste, but I was like, anyone who's religious is, like, blah. Like, yeah. And then now I realize, I'm like, religion is also beautiful. Like, you can't. You can't sure. hate on it. Like, people get yeah. what they need out of it. And yeah. I was so surprised at first when he was religious. But, like, he he does believe in God, and he gets what he needs out of that. And his God that he believes in is, like, all loving and doesn't give a shit about all the things Catholics say that he cares about. He's like, just don't kill people, really. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, but like, that's a low bar to set. Like, I guess almost everyone's going. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's so true, though. Like, I've always thought, like, I used to oppose religion because I grew up Catholic. And just like you, there were some things that I thought were pretty ludicrous. Um, So as I got older, I was really against most religions. Um, But then, like you said, you grow up and you realize that, like, sometimes people need these beliefs, you know, to live good lives. And it can be really beautiful. And we can't take that away from people. It's yeah. just, you know, there's a line and it's like, you can't hurt yourself and you can't hurt others. Like if you don't cross that line, then you're more than welcome to have your happiness with religion. Um, but that's how I see it. Like, just don't hurt yourself yeah. and don't hurt others and you're good yeah, and be a good person. Like yeah. <laughs> be a good civilian, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also kind of just like open-minded about anything. Like I wouldn't say I'm hardcore anything, like, whatever, like, if it happens, it happens, if I die, and whatever, whatever religion, whatever happens, I'll be like, cool, like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't You're completely like, disbelieve you, I never said it wasn't real, I was just like, I don't know, whatever, right? with the like, flow. <laughs> yeah, no need to get overly worked up about it, yeah, just like, yeah. Eh. so, um, would you, would you say that you're religious, or, sorry, not religious, what the heck, spiritual? Um, I'm getting there, I think. I think that's what I'm leaning towards. Um, are you into, like, crystals? 
So I don't practice like crystal healing or anything, but I definitely believe in it. And I do believe as to why it makes sense and why it's real. Yeah. That's kind of, I do like, like signs. Like I get, like, I do definitely relate to Pisces and stuff. And I do like a lot of the spiritual teachings more. Um, I randomly, I usually, most years, this is the best it's been, but I get really bad seasonal depression. I've also, I've Mm -hmm. always been prone to like mood swings. Like I've had like bad years consecutively. And this is probably the most mentally stable I've been like for a few years now. Like, I think it's just because I finally built up the tools I need because there's randomly bad days, but I know what to do to get out of it now. Yeah. But, like, I, my first crystal was bloodstone because I was so scared because I was in such a good mental place I've ever been in my life, I think, since maybe I was a kid, like, playing Barbies and had not a care in the world. But it was, like, mm-hmm. the most happy, like, genuine happy just to wake up every day I felt in a long, long, long time, like, really ever. And, um... I didn't want it to go away. So when winter came, I, like, got scared. I was like, oh, please, no. I was like, I don't want this feeling to go away. Like, I'm vibing. I'm happy. Like, life is good. So I looked up, like, ways to combat seasonal depression before winter even started. Yeah. Got a list. Found essential oils that can, like, help me be happy. And then I found bloodstone because it's a healing crystal. And I wore that around my neck, like, all winter. And, like, I, like, meditated with it and, like, set my intentions. And I had, like, the best winter of my life. Like, it was, awesome. it was great. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, very intrigued and interested about mm-hmm. spirituality because, I don't know, I do think it's powerful. Like Oh, sure. Yes, 100%. I associate it a lot with um, mental health. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it makes you, spirituality kind of makes you question things that you're told not to question. But then to also go out there and get the information while slowing your mind down. I feel like with reality right now, we're so like sped up that I think that spirituality is a good way for you to pick something and kind of direct your attention to it and kind of slow yourself down, you know. So um, I really I really like it, too, for like mental health and everything like that. And Definitely I like it because me. like all religions, it's like you're it's mainly it's not about you it's about how you can serve some type of god some type of other and i feel like yeah at least for what i understand of spirituality or how i've used it in my life it's about you and it starts with you it's like how do i make my inner peace so that i can be my whole and like peaceful self and be good vibes to others because that's like what i realized it's like i cannot be I cannot, like, help others. I cannot make someone's day or be nice to others if I'm not at peace with myself first. And I think at first I thought that was a selfish thing, but it's like, no, I'm going to take care of myself first because it's, like, it's true. It's like you need need that. And I think that's what I like. It's like, like, no, like, everyone's spirituality journey journey is different because it's all everyone's is about themselves, really. And I think that's kind of, like, what I like about it because I think that's what like attaches it to mental health because you're really doing all the things like you're supposed to do for good mental health, especially like people who meditate and like say crystals. Like that's like, that's like therapy. (laughs) It is for sure. And then the positivity aspect of it too, it kind of like gets you out of that negative mindset that we normally have. And, you know, because there's a lot of positivity and everything that goes into spirituality. So I definitely see how it helps with mental health like that too. And like you said, I also like that it's like an an individual path that you're on. 
Whereas religion, you're so right. Like, I'd never thought of it that way until you just said it just now that it's so true with like religion, you're totally doing everything to like, please a God or whatever. So it's really beautiful when you can like focus on something that's like focusing on bettering yourself. Yeah. And how you can like change your energy so that you give out good energy. Yeah. Rather than being like, like, sorry, what was that? No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Keep going. I always interrupt. I feel so bad. I'm like, no, no you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. I was just going to say what you said again to that, like, better to do that than to put your energy in towards the happiness of something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like more leeway. I feel like you can't do spirituality like wrong. Like, I no. feel like because well, everyone's on their own pace maybe like if you're like killing people or like yeah I feel like you can definitely go down a demonic path yeah. so be aware of that but <laughs> as like but that's just like I feel like that's some your soul is just not a good soul yeah. at that point if you choose that yeah. you know most of us the majority of us we're good pure souls that want to do good mm-hmm. so it does yeah. invoke that but yeah, if you're into spirituality, don't don't go down that path. You say no. <laughs> Your intentions start getting very very dark. Maybe maybe yeah. take a breather. No, it's it's so true though because like you know, good and bad is real in this reality with everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So like, with spirituality, it can be manipulated in a very negative way and. But, like, you know yourself. You know you have good so vibes. So, I have good. a question for you since yeah. you're kind of, like, an expert in this. Because I've always low-key been scared of this. Okay. And I think maybe it's, I think it's just dumb. I'm, I have, I'm just scared about a lot of things. But, um, <laughs> can you, can people use spirituality in, like, a negative way to, like, spite people? Like, kind of like a curse, but not in that way? Because I have a friend who identifies as a witch. He's also um, schizophrenic. So mm-hmm. he does have, and I, I feel for him because he does have to fight like an evil boy screaming yeah. at him in the head. Because he told me one time he literally had a voice yell at him to push his friend in front of a bus. Because that's like schizophrenia. Like he can't help that. Like it's just a voice in his head. And yeah. someone made him mad. And it was a reasonably, it was a person was being a dick to him. But he was yeah. like, knew, he's like, I know how to put curses on people something. But it was kind of a mix of, because he identified as a witch, but it was also a mix of spirituality in there. Yeah. So it's like, can people like, not kind of like manifest something bad happening to someone else, I guess? Like, is that a thing? Um, you know, I haven't done a lot of research on this or like factual research on that topic. So like, what I'm about to say, it's all my own opinion. Um, I do think that that's possible. I do think that you can tap into a form of like, a realm, if you will, to where you can influence what happens to someone else. But I think that takes a lot of practice. And I think that takes a lot of energy, because anything with spirituality takes a lot of energy. And with negativity, more so. So I do think that that could happen. But I also think that like the person that's receiving it, I think that if they believe in spirituality, also, and depending on how much they do, they're going to get affected by it as well does that make sense so like if someone's trying to put a curse on you but you're very closed off I feel like it's not going to get to you unless they're super powerful but if you start letting yourself believe that they can get to you then it is going to get to you I don't know if that made sense it's it's all like yeah it's just very weird because it's all energies Mm -hmm. so it's like it's how submissive you are to certain energies 
Um, I've actually, though, did, I have had a case where, like, I have this friend and she was like upset with me and she also told me that she practiced that kind of stuff and I believe her because she was super into spirituality as well and I feel like she was able to have something happen to me because I just remember I had kind of like a little altercation with her and then something happened to me the following day and I was really sad and I don't know why I was overly sad and then the following day when I saw her again I told her that like, oh, I don't know why, but yesterday was a really weird day for me. And the look on her face was really interesting. It was like, she was like, fake remorseful. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so like, I totally, totally do think that she probably went home and was like, I'm going to send these negative vibes today. And since I'm open to it, um, I feel like they were able to get in a little bit easier. But that definitely made me aware of that happening. And now moving forward, like I've pretty much put like a whole new protective barrier on my energies and everything. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but. <laughs> no, no, I definitely, I understand what you're saying. Like, no, I, be I believe it. Like yeah. things like that scare me. I think just because, I don't know, I, I have like weird fears of like everything. I'm like such, I feel like this, my Instagram doesn't betray it, but in real life, I'm like <laughs> such an anxious person. I like think the worst. I'm so like low-key scared. Do you <laughs> like have everything. a lot of paranoia? Um, kind of, like, I don't know. Um, Do you ever like sometimes just have like the worst feeling in your heart, like something bad's gonna happen? Like you're just like, ugh, like I can't breathe something like horrible is going to happen yes I actually had that happen to me recently see I I haven't gotten in a while but sometimes I'll just get them and my intuition is horrible I guess because a lot of times nothing happens and it's yeah. just the weirdest thing and it's like 30 minutes I'm like I'm just I feel like nothing but complete fear right now and I don't know why and I'm just like uh, I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. But no, I ever since I was a kid, I had weird fears. Like I, my big fear when I was little was that anytime I walked in a building, I was scared it was gonna crumble. Like the floor would collapse. Like I don't know. I have weird oh, random. It's like better now. It's not yeah. as much like on the top of my mind, but in the back, it's like more like in the back of my mind where I'm like, this could happen. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I'm like, nah, I can push it to the side now and be like, yeah, it's fine. But it's still there, kind of thing. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I've just always kind of been an anxious person. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like it's good to have that little voice in the back of your head, though, because, you know, like, I think that should, that means that you're just more observant than you realize you are. Yeah. You know, maybe like your conscious level hasn't met your subconscious at the halfway point to where you can like connect why you're feeling that way. Um, but I actually like that you said that because I'm a huge believer in psychic abilities as a human being. And I totally believe that having feelings like that, like emotional premonitions, if you will, are 100% valid. So I don't know, maybe if you get more into spirituality, like you'll start to know, like connect what the feeling is to. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't had it in a bit. One time I had them, it was like the beginning of my relationship with my boyfriend. And like, I randomly said it. Like, I was like, it's like, you ever have that feeling when you think something really bad's going to happen? And he's like, yes, I sometimes. And he's like, why do you feel it right now? And I think I lied at first. I was like, no. And then I just, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he 
Yeah. Like, I feel terrified. I don't, I don't know where that came from, but nothing happened. I think I, certain... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. What were you going to say? Um, I think certain things, because I think my boyfriend tried to, like, predict, like, why I was feeling that way. It's, like, certain things that he said, like, that I'm scared of that would change, my, like, my life a lot is I'm always terrified of, like, my mom dying. Like, I think when I felt that feeling, I texted my mom to make sure she was okay. Or, like, if my mom's sick, like, I get more scared than I need to be because I'm, like, I, like, I, my mom's my best friend. So I think, like, my biggest fears I feel all the time is, like, anytime, like, something small happens to my mom, like, I'm, like, no, no, no. I get too worked up. So yeah. even when my mom's stressed, I'm, like, my mom's going to have a heart attack. Like, no, like, I need to do something to make her feel better. Like, I don't know. I, like, think of the worst because I think that's just my biggest. I think my biggest fear is my mom dying because I love my mom. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think, I'm going to bring it back into astrology, but do you think that that might be a Pisces thing? I don't know. Because, like, Pisces do tend to have a very, like, out-of-worldly view on things, but with a lot of emotion. So I wonder if, like, maybe those feelings of worry come from that. Maybe. Yeah. It could. I feel like the more you talk about it, I could definitely <laughs> see it relating. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, you're a pretty confident girl and everything. Maybe yeah. as you get older, like, those feelings will just start to diminish more so. Because I used to be super paranoid, too, and, like, mm-hmm. shy and anxious. I'm 27 now. But when I was, like, even in my early 20s at, like, 22, 23, I was still having just, like, these weird emotions. I didn't start getting better until I was, like, 24, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, honestly, you're doing a lot better than I am when I was 23. <laughs> I, mean, I take <laughs> or CBD now, but oh, I okay. think, like, I try and, like, show a little bit of it on Instagram. But you can only show so much, you know what I mean? Sure, But, like, yeah. it's recent, my the way my mental health is now is more recent than I think people think it is. Like, it was literally maybe only, like, a year and a half that I've been good. Like, I've had really, really, really rough times for a long time. Like, a long time. Like, I I opened up my Instagram and started posting again, like, the start of 2020, I think, actually. Like, it wasn't that long ago, just because, I don't know, like, I am a really emotional person. I was just in a really dark place and I don't necessarily know how I lucked out and got out of it the way I did. But I literally remember, like, I opened up to my sister about this because my my other sister used to always say she wanted me to get on medication because she mm-hmm. knew the most. Like, she would come upstairs. I wouldn't have the TV on. A lot of the time when I got home, I just lay on my bed, just stare at the ceiling. No music, no nothing, because I, I felt nothing. I felt empty, and I just didn't – I'd have no interest in anything. Like, I had no show I wanted to watch, nobody I wanted to talk to. So it was just, like – that was just – I was, like, existing but not for, like, the longest yeah. time. And my sister told me, like, later on, she's like, I really was scared a couple times you might, like, do something to hurt yourself. Like, that's how bad it was. And um, I remember for a long time just, like, waking up and not wanting, like – it was the worst thing. I was like, oh my God, to have to live another day makes me sick. And like at night I was like going to bed and then thinking I have to do this all over again tomorrow is the worst feeling in the world. I was like, every night I'm like, I want this to end. I don't want to live another day. I was like, please no. And now it's weird. Like every night I'm like, okay, yay. Like I have a list of things I want to do tomorrow. And it's like every morning I'm like, yay, like another day. Like, I don't know. It's weird. 
what do you think made you change your perspective? Like, did you start doing something new? That's a thing, and I think it happened so gradually. Um, I honestly don't know. I think I do remember a distinct moment where it was after like work and I was about to start a school year again. So it was like another chapter. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to kill this semester. Like, I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to get good grades. Like, I'm going to fucking kill it. And like, I don't know. I think I kind of, I guess if you believe in manifestation, I think I kind of mm-hmm. did manifest. Like, I faked it till I made it. Yep. Because like, I put on Legally Blonde every day. That was kind of my manifestation. I'm like, I want to be her. I want to be confident. I want to be happy. I want to look extra everywhere I go. I was like, this is who I want to be. <laughs> it's like, That's awesome. I don't know, maybe that. Yeah, I can see it being that, for sure. Yeah. I think maybe you were just fed up, like subconsciously, maybe you were just fed up mm-hmm. with the reality that you were living, how you were making yourself feel, and like subconsciously you made a change. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, and I do feel bad when people are like, like sometimes like older women, like maybe like mid-30s or something, will message me and be like, oh, like I feel like I wasted so many years being sad, like I wasn't where you were at at your age. And, like, I appreciate that message. I'm, like, I, I was, like, I know it's, like, young, but I'm, like, I've been, I've been through, like, really bad years, too. Like, trust yeah. me, like, this didn't happen overnight. Like, right. I'm lucky it happened when I was, like, 21, 22. But. I know. That's so true. Like, there's so many people out there still that, like, haven't figured it out. But I also think that's why it's important for us, especially with our social media platforms, to talk about our sad days and everything yeah, because exactly. yeah exactly because I feel like that's how we help people also you know like get them out of their little ruts is by letting them know that hey we're not perfect we're not happy all the time we're just managing yeah <laughs> and we like we get better every single day and so can you so that reminds me oh, I'm sorry to hear about your dog oh that's so fine sad. He's doing a little better now. It's just, I actually became a little more peace at it because I didn't realize at the time that I was, I hadn't allowed myself to mourn like that era of him when he was okay. So mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like I let myself like cry all night, realizing that like dancing with him in the kitchen is not going to happen anymore. And it's like, sure. I was like, okay, I just have to let that go and know this is a new chapter and like, love him now because he's still here he just can't walk that well but it's like I don't know I feel I do feel more peace at it because he's still here and I love that and it's like I don't know it comes and goes yeah well I feel like having lost my grandma and my our dog shortly after that you just have to you know try the best that you can just let him know you love him that you know that he's your life and everything um I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that like you have to ignore the sadness because you can't like you can't it's a hard thing to go through and it's just it's too real to ignore you know yeah but I'm sorry whatever you need I'm here for you yeah no it's I think one thing that I was like uh, it like warmed my heart is because it was like I think the day after I did like that story of me like bawling and um I was like okay I was like all right I'm going to enjoy the now like I mourned that like it's not fair for me to hold on to something he can't do anymore he can't help that his 
hips are giving out on him. I'm like, I'm not, I can't make him feel bad for it because I'm sure he can sense me being sad all the time. And yeah. so like when I put on my speakers and instead of like dancing in the kitchen, I just danced like on my knees near him. And he started like doing this with his head. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. like you can't stand up, but he's like moving his yeah. paws. I'm like, all right, yeah, like it's still him. Is just like you have to modify what we used to do. But yeah. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good pup. That's still, good. Still living. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all. Right. Oh, oh, sorry. I you should no, probably go, go here soon though, because it's what eleven at your where you're at. Yeah, I have nothing to do tomorrow, so oh, it's nice. fine. Lucky. <laughs> I feel like all these go so long. I know. Well, because I just started that job, and that's another thing why I'm thinking about leaving is because it's just part time, and they're mm -hmm. this week. I'm not on for the rest of the week because they're like, "Well, you're not officially in the schedule yet." I was like, "Okay." So he's like, "Check this weekend. You'll start to be in the schedule." He's like, "I don't know how many hours I can give you," which is why I don't feel bad already applying to other places because I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just no, getting like some change hours really." So sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to tell you though. So we're gonna be going to New York in September, but we're going to New York City, and then we're going to Old Chapman, Chaplin, something like that, up north for a wedding, but okay. we're going to be, we're going to be in New York City for, like, three days or so. I don't know if, like, maybe you'd want to meet up. I you're will able try. To. <laughs> yes, yeah. I try. I do leave, like, four hours from the city, but I can try it. Oh, if I know oh, in advance, okay. I am yeah. so fine taking a city trip. That would be so fun. That's that's what I figured, though, because I remember you told me you lived in upstate New York, mm -hmm. so I didn't know yeah. how easy it would be for you, but I thought yeah, I would I still ask. Yes, I will try and make that work. That would be so fun. <laughs> but if not, no worries at all. I just yeah. thought, because, like, you're, like, you're one of the girls that I have met through Instagram that lives in New York, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to meet up, yeah, but no, no worries whatsoever. Yeah. No, we'll... Let me know a date and I'll try and see if I can because it's really not that much of a hassle because I take the train there. So it's like a two hour drive to the train and I think the train's like two hours. Oh, like that. that seems like so much though. Like, no, no, no. I, I like, I actually haven't been to the city since COVID. So, oh, okay. I don't know. I'll try and make a day of it. I'll, <laughs> I'll try. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, let me know because I think it'd be really fun to go and like try vegan places and all that. Yes, yes. that'd be awesome. I actually haven't been to the city with like another vegan. Usually it's me being like, okay, I'll pick up something while you guys go someplace else. <laughs> yeah, same here. I don't think I, I don't have any vegan friends here where I live. So mm -hmm. all my vegan interact. No, that's not true. Um, The guy that converted me into veganism the one that went to go work at the restaurant um he's my friend but him and I don't really like talk like that you know yeah. so I don't yeah, really I like have that. like a vegan friend here yeah, yeah kind That's of okay. besides my boyfriend but that doesn't really count <laughs> he doesn't count as a fun vegan friend I converted right. him and he's my boo he's not a he is a friend but you know what I mean it's different I do <laughs> I do Okay, well, I'll send you the date, and then you can let me know. If not, no worries. Okay. Maybe some other time. But thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah, of course. This no, was this was fun. fun. I love our yeah. deep dive into spirituality. Yes, same here. <laughs> if you ever want to do it again, like, I would love to have conversations like this, just because yeah. I feel like I live my life pretty closed off. Like, on Instagram, it looks like, oh, I have it all together. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, like, pretty lonely and sad, you know. I it's crazy. Like, 
I feel like that's all of us. Honestly, yeah. all today I did post about it. I'm like, I'm irritable as fuck. Like, I was wearing yeah. my caption. I'm like, I was just so grumpy all day. But it's like, no. Yeah. Eh, no, it would be fun. This has actually helped me, like, talking to everyone face-to-face. I'm like, this yeah. is really great because... Yeah, I get lonely too out here. I live in the middle of nowhere. And I see my boo, like, two times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely yeah. for, up for doing more of these, if you'll have yes. me, so just let me we know. We can have, like, a spirituality segment. Okay. Oh, my God, if you wanted to, I would so be down. Like, if you had something specific you wanted to talk about, like, maybe once a month or something. Yeah, if you want to, like, talk about horoscopes or anything, you don't have to. There's no pressure. Yeah. But that would be cool. A lot of people would be into it. I can, like, name a segment and a thing. And that you, would and be it awesome. Doesn't have to, I don't follow a routine, so I said, like, Maybe once a month or whenever you wanted to do it because I, I, I hate routines. I hate yeah. like deadlines. So I'm like, I'm going to post an episode whenever I damn feel like it. Like, it's yeah. not going to be like, ooh, an episode once a week. Like, hell no. So no. literally, anytime <laughs> you have something to say, like, that would be so cool. Well, yeah, that would be awesome. Fun, like, name for it. So it's funny because um, I'm like very, very into astrology and I kind of like have been piecing together my own theory on all of it. And my husband's the only one that, like, hears me talk about it because I don't really talk to anyone else about this. So I think that'd be kind of fun, too, to just kind of, like, let it all out. Yes, I'm so serious, too. We can have it, like, something like a date, astrology daydream segment or something. Oh, that's so cute. Literally, <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. Yes. Okay, we'll talk well, to gems because I, I, I'm, like, being dead serious. <laughs> same here, same here. No, this was a lot of fun. Thank you, Faith. Yeah. And thank was, you, too, for, like, everything that you've been doing on social media because, like, you have brought a lot of vegan friends into my life because you were the first one to reach out to me to be like, can I add you to these vegan group chats? And since <laughs> then, like, my vegan friends have just, like, come to me. Yay. So thank you for that. I'm I appreciate so it. Glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. It warms my heart when I see, like, all these vegan women in the chat, like, mm-hmm. commenting on each other's posts. I'm like, oh, my God, look at us vegan women squad supporting each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not just with veganism either, too, which mm-hmm. I really like, too. It's just, like, yeah. all around. No, I love the little social media squad we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before we keep going forever, um, definitely think about your segment because that should so happen. Now we've said it and people listening are going to be like, hell yeah, we want more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. I will definitely think of it then. All right, bye. It was nice seeing you. You too. We'll stay in touch. Bye.